Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. So today we're gonna to talk about what licenses do I need to launch a fund? And if you remember my story, I was I, I had this opportunity to start a fund. I was getting excited. I met with my dad. I was like, dad, okay, what license can I do this actually? He said, I'm gonna show you a way that you can do it without any licenses. And I'm gonna share with that you today. Now I'm gonna teach you ways, if you wanna, if you have licenses, you wanna get licenses, there are pros to having licenses. You can charge management fees, you can have different types of investors. Um, I'm gonna teach you the way, the scrappy way that I started it without any licenses. Um, and this is, this episode's building on a lot of things from previous episodes. So I'm not gonna review everything. If, if some of the stuff in this episode's going over your head, Go back to some of our previous investor or previous episodes, excuse me, and listen to a, a few parts you don't know about pref, carry, management fees, basic structure of a fund, different types of investors, all those things I'm going to kind of build into today. And uh, this is straight content from our back end mastermind course. One of the episodes we talk about this and we go through a lot more detail in the back end course, but I'm going to walk you through this right now. You guys ready? Okay. So basic structure of a fund, right? You guys remember, you have your general partner and you have your limited partnership, okay? And you have limited partners or LPs that are your investors that invest into the limited partnership. That's an entity that's pretty much a pool of money. That's the fund that the limited partners come into the limited partnership and put their money in there. Now you as the fund management usually are the general partner in this scenario and you oversee the limited partnership. You with me so far? Okay, that's the basic fund structure. If that's going over your head, go back to previous episodes. Now, the things get tricky and the SEC has come in and said, we're talking about licenses today. The SEC comes in and says, hey, if you under this general partner and limited partnership are going to charge two different fees, a management fee and a performance fee, you need to be licensed with the SEC and have certain brokerage licenses and, and compliance licenses to do that. Okay, so we're gonna walk through that in a second. So two different fees, remember that. Now, before we uh, dive into everything, just a little bit more background, these are all under Reg Regulation D 506 funds. These are the most common funds in the world. Uh, there's a B and a C. Uh, so Reg D 506B or 506C, most common funds in the world, that's what we're talking about today, this type of fund. 95% of all funds are set up under a 506B or C, and this is what we're going over today, just to give you a little background. Okay, so the SEC comes in, talking about licenses, right? They say in a lot of funds, what they want to do, a typical, it's called a 2 and 20 fund. So uh, you have a two, a lot of funds will do this. They'll say, hey, we have a $100 million fund, limited partnership, $100 million limited partnership, we are gonna take a 2% management fee, so $2 million every year comes to us for doing nothing. Just for being alive for a year, we get a 2% management fee, and then over the PREF, so typical funds, let's call it an 8% PREF, so first 8% of all returns go to the investor, and then you do an 80-20 split. So 80% goes to limited partners, 20% comes to you as the fund manager, and that's called a two and 20 fund. So 2% management fee, 20% carried interest. See how there's two fees there? 2% management fee, 20% carried interest or performance fee. The SEC comes in and says, if you are charging two fees, you need to have a license to do so and set up a certain way. And I'm gonna walk you through that right now. So the license you would have is a series 65, is what it's called. That's a license that you would set up next to your general partner, a separate entity from your general partner 
called a investment advisor or a registered investment advisor. And I'm not going to dive into the differences between those. They're almost the same, but um, they're called, I'm going to put a registered investment advisor, which is where your series 65 is at. So if you're running that fund, your limited partnership would pay the 2% management fee to the registered investment advisor for advising the fund. This is, even if you go to a normal registered investment advisor, not with a fund, they advise you on where you should invest your money. They advise you, hey, you should invest your money over a little bit over here, over here, and they take a fee for doing that. And all those people at registered investment advisors have a Series 65 license, and they hang that or hold that at the registered investment advisor. You guys with me so far? Is this okay? I I feel like I'm diving a little bit deep, but we're gonna keep going. And if this is going over your head, don't worry about it. Go back to other episodes, go to the different parts. So series 65 has you set up. So what you would do next to your general partner, a separate entity, you would set up a registered investment advisor. The 2% management fee goes to the registered investment advisor. And then the carried interest goes to the general partner. So the two fees are split up. And usually it's the same ownership and the registered investment advisor and the general partner, but that's how that technically how it works. Now, one step further, the SEC has come in and said, if you're going to charge two fees, you need to have a certain type of investor. Now, in previous episodes, we talked about a, there's a couple different types of investors. There's accredited investors. They make $250,000 a year or have a million dollar net worth besides their home. There's a qualified client, about $2 million net worth, and then a qualified purchaser, about a $5 million net worth. And there's more details on that, but that's the basic run through. The SEC says, if you're going to charge a management fee, you need to have qualified clients or qualified purchasers or above. You cannot charge management fees to accredited investors. It's like, oh shoot, right? It makes it even harder, right? To go out and raise money. You Not alone, you don't have to just find accredited investors. Now you got to find qualified clients, which are, have a higher net worth and are bigger. If you're going to charge two fees. And I don't know why the SEC did that. They want sophisticated investors. They want them to be able to lose money. If you're going to charge a management fee, you need to have a qualified client or above. So you'll see people on CNBC or Forbes or whatever they go, big fund manager, they go, hey, we take only qualified investors into our fund. And you think that they mean, oh, that that means accredited investors or above. That's not what it means. They mean qualified clients or qualified purchasers because of this one rule in the SEC that they can't charge a management fee to accredited investors. Yes, now the question is, yes, could you take an accredited investor? Yes, you could. You could take an accredited investor, but you could not charge a management fee. Now, I asked my dad this question. I was like, well, why don't you do that? Don't you have, do you have two different funds? He goes, well, not really. Because <laughs> if, imagine if your bigger investors, your qualified purchasers found out that smaller investors, qualified or accredited investors weren't paying management fees, but they were, right? That would make them kind of mad, right? So you usually, you don't want to make your, your limited partners mad when some are getting charged fees and others aren't. So a lot of big funds just say, hey, we don't take accredited investors. We only take qualified clients. And we have a series 65 uh, and a registered investment advisor or an investment advisor that takes that 2% management fee from the fund. And we take that no matter what. That's if we sit on the beach in the Bahamas for two years, drinking pina colada, we're going to take a 2% management fee every single year. And that's why the SEC comes in and wants to regulate it because they don't want any Joe Schmo taking a management fee for doing nothing essentially, right? Or to keep the lights on or whatever they, whatever they call, whatever they say the management fee is going to, that's what's happening there. So that makes sense. So that's the licenses you'll need 
if you want to start a fund. So Bridger, you mentioned doing it without any licenses. You guys ready? So this is what I do in my funds. And this is what I've told you guys before is I set up a general partner, a limited partnership, and I do not charge a management fee. I don't charge a 2% management fee. I only do performance fees. So if you only do performance fees, there's no 2% going to a registered investment investment advisor. So I don't need a registered investment advisor. And if I don't need a registered investment advisor, I don't need a series 65 because I'm not charging management fees. I only charge performance fees. And how my fund works, I do 0% management fee. I do an 8% pref. So first 8% goes to investors. And then above that, we do an 80-20 split, 80 to the investors, 20% to me as the fund, the general partner. And then above 20% IRR, I do a 50-50 split. That's how I do it. Because I've done it that way, I do not need a Series 65 to set up my fund. Kind of cool, right? And I can have accredited investors, qualified clients, or qualified purchasers. And I can have under a 506B, 35 non-accredited investors as well in my fund, but I have to over-disclose to them. Um, and I'm not going to dive into what that means, but <laughs> that's the, that's the filing. So kind of cool. So that's what I said, okay, I was talking to my dad. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it that way. That sounds way better. Now in the near future, I plan on getting a 65 and setting up a registered investment advisor. I want to charge management fees in the future. Uh, but that's how I've set it up. Now, Bridger, is there a workaround or how can I charge a management fee if I don't have a 65? Here's a few different ways that I've uh, seen it kind of run. Now, this is not all inclusive. There's plenty, there's probably a million ways to do this, but I've seen other people partner with somebody who does have a Series 65. So they partner with somebody who has a 65. They set up a registered investment advisor next to the general partner. Now, your partner who has a 65, they are the only ones that can collect that management fee at the registered investment advisor. It comes in the 2%. You though can be an owner of the entity, a passive silent owner of the registered investment advisor. And at the end of the year, after everything's paid out, you distribute to the owners, you do a distribution and you as a part owner would get paid on that distribution. Does that kind of make sense? So you would be an owner of the registered investment advisor and the general partner, probably with your partner equally. Now, so one kind of workaround I've seen um, where people find partners or other people to have that series 65 have a registered investment advisor. It's a, probably a good rule of thumb for all members, if you're in charge of management, all probably all managing members of the general partner and registered investment manager probably all should have a series 65 anyways. Most fund managers um, that I've seen that run big funds that charge management fees, they all have a series 65 um, for compliance issues and, and all, all things like that. But that's that's one workaround that I've seen. Um, but if you're getting started, I, I try to take the path to get started as quickly as possible. By by nature, humans are lazy. We don't, we procrastinate. We get the, we don't get things done very quickly. So I said, what is the fastest way for me to just get started, to get going, to get, and once the ball starts rolling, it starts to get a little bit easier. But it's just getting the first, like, the first push, the first movement of any type of business, any type of company is sometimes the hardest part. And so that was for me, one of the biggest things was I gotta, I just gotta get moving. I gotta get started small. I gotta get started fast. I gotta get started lean. I don't wanna put all this time and pressure and wait five years to get started because I'll probably lose motivation. I'll lose, uh, you know, momentum. So I wanted to build a momentum and that's how I started. So general partner, limited partnership, don't charge management fees. And that's how you work around that. Hope this episode helps you guys. Um, and, uh, love you all stay safe out there with the coronavirus. Social distancing is a real thing. Let's, um, let's all band together as Americans and, uh, and get this solved and, and hopefully we can 
grow stronger together. Love you guys. See ya. Hey, hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. So today we're going to talk about what licenses you need to launch a fund with a registered investment advisor, Series 55, Series 7, and how I launched a fund without any licenses and a secret that you guys can, can use as well. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a 20 20- billion dollar family of funds for an entire hour. And he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training. And that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there. Bye.